0: hey everybody i'm jim richards i want to welcome you to 2021 now most of you know that every January and I don't even know how long I've been doing this but every January I always release a series about how to live your goals and dreams because this is a time of year when people tend to be thinking about starting over when people are thinking about recreating their life or living their life's dreams and their life's goals so every every year I do something about living your goals and dreams you know this year I'm going to do that but it's going to be just a little bit different because the world is different than it has ever been Now let me say the world's motive is not different the I I, I want you to understand something it's easy to look around and think that suddenly the world got more wicked but the real truth is the world has been this wicked for as long as I can remember for the last 50 or 60 years The church has been trying to warn the world to wake up, warn the church to wake up, been trying to warn about what was coming. And really nobody paid any attention to it. The real truth is, You know, most people have really lived a good life in America for the last 50 years. And if you were willing to work, if you were willing to put forth a little bit of effort, the real truth is it didn't matter who you were, and it really didn't much matter what your ethnicity was, you were able to have a level of success that was actually realized by very few people in the world. I want you to tell you something. You know, I know you're hearing all these things about how bad America is and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to realize uh, you can be living pretty much in the lowest level of, of, of economic success in America, and you can be ahead of most of the people in the world there you know there there is no other country that has enjoyed the economic prosperity and success and opportunity and you know what no matter what no matter what is going on no matter where there is inequality i have been all over the world and i want you to know that there is no place in the world where there is as much equal opportunity uh, as there is in america even though there may be places and times and situations where the opportunity is not equal But you know what? Here's the truth. There's never going to be equal opportunity until Jesus comes back. There's never going to be justice, real justice, until Jesus returns and establishes his kingdom. And so, so you know, if you're looking out at the or if you've been looking at the world and making excuses and saying that there was no opportunity for you, then you know, I want you to understand something. It's it's time for you to deal with what might just be a bad attitude, it's time for you to deal with what me what might be fear and unbelief. It's time maybe for you just to deal with how hard you're willing to work in in order to succeed and have the things you want. But let me say this you know, I have an incredibly powerful book that I wrote back in about 2005 and I wrote it because I saw the coming collapse that would happen in 2006 the Lord spoke to me my heart about it and I wrote this book called wire for success program for failure and I want you to know that uh, uh, the, the thesis of that book was basically this in good times almost anybody can succeed and prosper But when times get hard, when things start getting challenging, the people who will prosper Uh, will will be the people who are able to hear and recognize and trust and follow the leadership of God in their heart because God knows exactly what you need he knows exactly where and how and when and who you need to meet he can he can he can move you and guide you through a maze of millions of variables because he knows everything that's happening in every situation so my book uh, wired for success was written to help people Learn how to have true prosperity from the heart. Now, let me tell you something that is going to be happening and changing uh, starting this year going forward. More and more and more, uh, those who pursue success are going to have greater temptation to destroy their lives because the conditions for succeeding based on the world's concept of success are going to be you giving up your faith, you giving up your values, you giving up your morals, you giving up your values and that sort of thing. And so uh, people who do not know how to walk with God from their heart, people who do not know how to experience God from their heart, really will not know how to succeed without, without losing their soul, if you really want to know the truth. But, you know, the Bible promises us that God offers us a prosperity without trouble, without sorrow, without heartache. And so <laughs> we are facing a time unlike any and, and recent history in the United States. You see, usually when we think about uh, prospering, when we think about success, when we think about improving the quality of our life, we tend to think about that uh, and, and actually put that in a kind of in a, an environment that, uh, that says, you know what, uh, these things happen when we choose for healthy, positive reasons to step up, to move forward, to do something great with our life. And I wish that were the case, but that's really not the case. As a whole, people tend to only step up and improve the quality of their life when they go through enough pain, enough suffering, and enough sorrow that they finally get sick of it. Now, wait, right before, you, before you turn me off, I am not saying that God brings that to you. As a matter of fact, that's, that is a horrible theology uh, that is really being embraced and taught in America right now, is that God is, gonna, is going to refine you through suffering, through tribulation, to, through pain, and through sorrow. And, and I got news for you. That is not a biblical concept. And, and, but I do want you to know this not because of what god is doing but because of the way that we relate to god and the way we relate to life most of us do not put forth any great amount of effort to have a better quality of life until the life that we're living becomes so painful we can't endure it you know i was talking to one of my daughters today and i was just telling her about you know uh before i got saved uh you know i was a professional musician so you know, like most musicians, uh, when I didn't have a, you know, a, a band to play in that was making money, or when I didn't have a contract with a club to play somewhere, then I'd go out and do construction work. I just do, you know, I just pick up odd jobs and, and, and make money to pay the bills, buy the groceries, and then as soon as I could, I'd put together another band and, and you know, jump back in the music business, which was my thing. I loved it, you know. So, I, you know, I remember when I was probably about uh, 19 or 20 years old and uh I, I was out of a construction job i couldn't find any work and uh and i would take about any kind of work i'd dig ditches it really didn't matter but you know i would just take work i would do whatever i needed to do to pay my bills and eat and uh and huntsville back in those days was a really music town i'm telling you there was a club every half mile down the main strip here and they had great bands in them and and this was a music town and 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 uh, it wasn't you know the recording capital of america for soul music was you know 45 minutes from here so we had everybody that was anybody show up in huntsville Place. So it was a great town for musicians but i'm telling you it just kind of hit a dry spot and, and i remember i was i was going to every bar in town just kind of checking out the bands to see if any of them had a guitar player that i knew i could blow off the stage musically and and, and get his job are just you know some band that that was discontent and they were looking for n- new mu- musicians and so I was out hustling trying to get work and I can remember driving down a particular street and, and you know I was man I was about out of money. And, uh, you know, everything was pretty slim. There was nothing extra. We were just, I was barely getting by. But I can remember making a decision in that hardship. And I said, you know something, I'm not doing this anymore. I am never going to be here again. I'm never going to be at a place to where I'm struggling uh, financially because I haven't been diligent in putting work together. Now, I, I renewed that commitment, by the way, a few times over the years and improved it. But uh, but I made a decision that night. Now, let me show you something that's really, really important. We have to understand this. And you know what? We've got to really be honest with ourselves and be honest with the kinds of decisions we're making, which by the way, you know, uh, the last series I taught was on overcoming bad decisions, which meant you had to learn how to make great decisions and how to experience the character and the quality and the nature of God in those decisions. And so you know, if you tend to make bad decisions, you might want to download that series. Or you might want to just go back and listen to the free video version of it and get everything you can get out of it that will benefit you and that will help you. But uh, but you've got to learn how to make good decisions, and you got to learn how to connect with God in those decisions. So so I, I realize that. But <clears throat> one of the one of the, and I'm not going to go through the whole story of how I got there, but uh, one of the most eye-opening studies that I ever did in the Bible was in the book of Proverbs. And the book of Proverbs... uh uh, you know, I, I wanted to l- learn about success, God's kind of success, God's kind of prosperity. Now, I, I never, I never wanted to prosper to have a lot of stuff. You know, I was a hippie. I didn't care about stuff. I didn't care about having a lot of shiny stuff. I didn't care about jewelry. I didn't care about any of that kind of stuff. So, so I, you know, that was never a big thing to me. I was more about living my dreams. And, and being content and being happy. But after I gave my life to the Lord, then I was more about wanting to succeed financially so I could be a blessing, so I could reach the world, so I would have the money to win people to Jesus, buy Bibles and support missionaries and all that kind of stuff. So it's never been, a, it's, fortunately for me, it's never been a greed thing, it's never been an insecurity thing. And the real truth is, most of my life, I was a, always able to make money. I, I went in my first, uh, well, I can't say it was my first business. I always did little entrepreneurial things, even when I was even when I was you know seven, eight, nine, ten years old. You know, every holiday I'd find a way to get out and hustle and make money out on the street corners and uh, selling something, and uh, you know, uh, buying school clothes and all that kind of stuff. Really, really early in life, but uh, but uh, uh, later on, even though I made money, I was still always broke, and so. I had a particular bad uh, experience where I I, I pretty much lost a business. And so I started, I said, okay, God, I got to understand, you know, how did I get into a place doing pretty much everything right, so to speak? How did I get to a place where I lost everything? And so the Lord led me first and foremost to go through the book of Proverbs and start studying every place in the book of Proverbs where the word fool, foolish, foolish, or foolishness was used. And I started by coming to understand the word fool or foolish or foolishness. And uh, there's a lot of nuances about what it means to be a fool or be foolish. Uh, But one of the things that you realize, and when you start looking at the traits of a fool, is that a foolish person is a person who will not learn by instruction. They tend to only learn by consequences. Now, when you think about that, you start understanding how our world got so messed up because, uh, you know, how many years ago was it, 40, 50 years ago when, you know, when, when uh, uh, pop psychology and, 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 you know, Freud and all of, these, all of these people telling us that when we raise children, we should not discipline, that it messed them up. And, and that, uh, you know, this should never spank a child. It would traumatize them, and it would make them violent. Well, you know, what's really interesting, and it's always amazed me that Christians haven't paid much attention to this, is the more we moved away from the biblical principles of child discipline, which I don't think you should beat your children. I don't think you should be uh, harsh to your children. I don't think you should be condemning to your children. But here's one of the things I do think. I do think, first and foremost, all children that make bad decisions should have to live to, to a great degree in the consequences of those decisions. So they start making a connection between the decisions they make and the consequences that come into, into their lives. And so, and so since, a, since a foolish person won't listen to instruction then the only thing they have to teach them is consequences. So we have been 50 years or maybe even 60 years of moving away from the word of God, always uh, enabling our children, never making them face the consequences. And as a matter of fact, many parents would fight against Uh, uh, any administrative uh, person or any law enforcement person that would make their child suffer consequences and so the result is we have a nation that is filled with lawlessness and we have the greatest population probably of young people that do not work and they're adults and they're living off of their parents as a matter of fact everything all of the chaos that's happening from our judicial system, everything that's happened in the courts, everything that's happened in law enforcement, everything that is happening right now is happening because we bought into the secular humanism that, that, uh, departed from the word of God that came up with philosophies for raising kids and dealing with criminals and the truth is it destroyed our nation. By the way I, I have a booklet which which we're going to remove the free version of this because I'm going to expand this but we have a, a booklet called The Wisdom of God for a Fair and Just World and if you would like to get a free download of that which helps you understand where we are, how we got here, what's going on, what, it, what real justice would look like and what it would take to put an end into all this criminality, uh, you can download the ebook version of that for free. But again, that's going to be going away pretty soon because I'm going to expand that entire book. So, so I go through the Book of Proverbs and, and, and I started looking at all the ways we refuse being taught. You know, we don't. You know, we don't listen to our parents. Uh, we don't honor our parents. And, and, and then, then once we get to where in the home, we don't honor our parents. And then we don't honor our teachers and, and, and authority people, uh, people in authority in school. And then before long, we don't honor and recognize the police. And so it just grows and grows and grows. But it starts in the home because there are no consequences for bad behavior. And so, so then what happens because really the whole world, has immersed itself into foolishness, into living like fools. I will not listen to the Word of God. I will not listen to the justice of God. I will not listen to people who are successful. I will not listen to a person in authority. I'm going to do what I want to, and I'm going to have no expectation whatsoever of any consequences. Well, then... What what has happened is that more and more and more in the last 50 or 60 years, instead of kids coming up and learning, and and learning to wisdom at home, learning to be diligent, learning to work hard, learning to be responsible, instead of people coming into that, they have learned to become more and more irresponsible. They have become less and less grateful. They have become more and more entitled. They have become uh, uh, irresponsible and so out of that that means that since people are not learning since young people are not learning from instruction then eventually they face hard circumstances now if they are if they are immersed in a victim's mentality when they hit those hard circumstances then then they just start whining they start complaining they start looking to the government they start looking to somebody to bail them out and get them out of trouble and i got news for you whoever bailed them out becomes their lord takes control of their life and and they don't grow they're they're stuck there for the rest of their life but many people are 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 hitting those hard spots and saying, wait a minute this is not how i want to live this is not what i want my life to be i don't want to be in this pain all the time and they take ownership of their bad decisions they take ownership of the things that got their life where it is I'm just telling you if you don't own your bad decisions if you don't own how you got where you are and and let me tell you you may have been raised in, in a bad home life you may have been raised in a violent home life i was raised in a violent bad situation my my brother and my sister all of us were and I'm telling you, you don't have to stay there because the great news is, is that no matter where you are, God actually wired you to know how to live in success, no matter what's happening to you, no matter what has happened to you in the past, no matter what you've been taught, no matter what lies you have believed, up until this point, the you can make one decision that can turn your life around forever. And suddenly your heart can open up to God and every foolish thing you've done your whole life, actually starts benefiting you because you start looking back and, and learning from it. So uh, uh, we are living in a time. So what has happened though, let me, let me just say this. Theologically, Uh, see people always want to justify themselves nobody wants to be wrong the mind always seeks to preserve your ego by trying to convince you that you are right the heart seeks to preserve your identity whatever you think your identity is whatever you believe it is your heart's going to try to preserve it and try to protect that but your mind is protecting your false identity your ego so it's always trying to make you believe uh, that you are you are right, but let me. Here, here is really th- this message today. I'm talking about turning uh, evil for good, uh, or to good, and so and so. I want to read you a scripture. There was a prophet by the name of Balaam, and he had a real gift. He had a true gift of prophecy, but the thing is, he separated himself from the people of God. He stopped serving people. He stopped being a benefit to to. Uh, 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 to God and, and God's people. And so basically, he became what I call a spiritual whore. And that, that is that he, more than anything, he used his spiritual gifting just to prosper financially and just to make money. And so it was no longer about serving God. It was no longer about serving people. And so he was such a, a, a revered prophet that he had a reputation that the things that he said came to pass. And so And so uh, uh, in an attempt to destroy the the children of Israel, he was hired to come and prophesy against the nation of Israel. And so he would come and every time he would start to speak a curse, God would influence him in such a way that it would come out a blessing. And so it says in Deuteronomy 23, 5, it tells a story. Now, you you can go back and read the whole story and find out, you know, more about it. It says, nevertheless... Uh, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. He says, you shall not seek their peace nor their prosperity all your days forever. So you don't have to seek these people. You don't have to go after the world and get their peace and prosperity. But even more than that, even when someone or some situation is sent to destroy you, God can turn the curse into the blessing. So I'm just telling you, no matter how messed up your childhood was, no matter how corrupt your household was, no matter how wicked you have been all of your life, I am telling you today, if you are ready to surrender your life to God, Uh, Through the Lord Jesus completely. I got news for you today. Everything that worked against you, every step of foolishness you have ever walked in in your entire life suddenly becomes a basis for you to have insight into how destructive all of those things are. And I'm telling you, the curse will get turned into the blessing. So right now we're living in a world where the elitists want to destroy the people of God. You know, people look around trying to figure out what is all this stuff about? What is what's going on? What's going on with the pandemic? What's going on with all this stuff with the economy? I'll tell you what's going on. You don't believe it. You can't see it right now. I can see it. The Bible teaches it. Many people can see it. But I'm telling you, this ultimately is going to be all about. Ultimately, eradicating the knowledge of God from planet Earth, so that the elitists can take control of all the resources of planet Earth and dominate every human being that's alive. That is the goal. The Bible foretells that. But but I want you to realize that this doctrine that says that God is going to grow you and teach you through adversity is 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 a totally corrupt. Uh, doctrine. And this is going, people who buy into this doctrine, the honest truth is they're never going to really get to grow because remember a fool or a foolish person, a person who keeps making unbiblical, unwise decisions can only learn through the consequences. But as long as you believe that it is God creating those consequences instead of your decisions, then the real truth is uh, that you have nowhere to turn. You, You can't trust God as your deliverer. You can't trust God to bring you success and prosperity with no trouble, and, and, and if you think that if you think that the trouble and the persecution and the hardship that's coming on planet Earth, if you think if you think that's God judging the world or God trying to refine the world, I got I got news for you. Then you will eventually harden your heart, and 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 this is probably going to be one of the bases of what the Bible calls the great falling away. You know in Isaiah, in Isaiah 54. It's such a Isaiah 54 tells us about what we have in Jesus and how that God made a covenant in Jesus and that because we are in Jesus that we share in that covenant, not because we are qualified in any other way, not because we earned it, not because we were smart enough, but because Jesus got it. And the one thing that we trusted was that he overcame death and hell and all the curse of the law. He was raised from the dead. He received all the promises of God. And now because we're in him, everything God has is ours. But listen to this. It says Isaiah 54:14. it says in righteousness, you will be established. Now, man, I'm going to tell you uh, pretty soon we're going to do a series about righteousness that's going to be an incredible eye opener. I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm not talking about works righteousness. I am not even talking about flawlessness per se. But God says that, that those who Come into Jesus. They have the opportunity actually to experience the free gift of righteousness, where God changes you on the inside, suddenly you you have spiritual insight. Suddenly you see things differently. You you now for the first time have the opportunity to hear the voice and recognize the voice of God in your heart. But He says, in righteousness you you will be established. He said, tyranny will be far from you, and you will have nothing to fear. But here's what's interesting. He says, terror will be far removed, it will not come near you. But if anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. Listen, in this series, I'm going to talk to you about the fact that I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Well, I know what's going to happen. I just don't I don't know how quickly it's going to happen. I don't know the secrets of, of what's going to happen. But here's what I'm telling you. Number one, I'm telling you that The world got where it is because of foolishness, because of ungodliness, because of rejecting the wisdom of God trying to establish a a, a basis for success and happiness, totally independent from God. And this this is where we got to. We rejected the word of God. We destroyed our children. But I got news for you. No matter where you are, no matter how far down that road you've come, in one decision for Jesus, you can turn your entire world around. Number two, I want you to know that all of these things that are coming on the earth are not coming from God. He is not doing this to destroy you. He's not doing this to refine you. He is not even doing it. The Bible calls this the tribulation of the Antichrist that's going to be coming very soon on planet earth. And where we are now is called the beginning of sorrows. All of these are things that happen because of the decisions that man make. And they are made with corrupt and evil intentions. But I want you to know that it is never, never God that is bringing this. And if you are in Jesus and you are trusting Him, and and I'm going to teach you in this series as we go through it for the next few weeks about walking with God, hearing the voice of God in your heart, living in victory, how to how to recognize uh, the spirit of error and the spirit of of, of deceit. I, I'm I'm going to tell you something. I, this is going to be a great eye-opening series. For you, and like I say, if you have had a track record of making bad decisions, go back. You can you can look at my website drjimrichards.com or impactministries.com. You can watch the free videos about overcoming bad decisions. Or if you really want to go deeper to more of a discipleship level, and and I uh, want to do more than scratch the surface, then you can download the entire. A six, seven-hour series, and you can be—you can be it right now. But for now, I just want you to look into heaven and let God know. You know. I know you are not bringing this mess. I know that the mess that I'm in, I got myself here and the mess the world is in. People got here because of the decisions they made. But I'm going to be a part of ending this mess in my life. Listen, share this message with people. You want everybody you know to get to hear this, get to move forward in this. And you know what? We're going to prepare people for what's coming and how to live in victory.